0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, I'm Brandon Perna, host of That's Good Sports, a 10-minute-ish daily NFL comedy podcast. Have you ever wished for a crappy version of The Daily Show, but only about the NFL? then first and foremost, I implore you to dream much bigger. Secondly, I would recommend subscribing to That's Good Sports. Every weekday, I will be giving you NFL news, telling questionable jokes, and swearing just enough so you won't ever be able to listen with your kids in the room or car. I don't ask for a lot, but if you don't subscribe on iTunes, my wife said she will leave me. Thanks, and I look forward to putting my voice in your ear holes.
2: It is week four of the NFL season, and as Michael Buffer would say, somebody's O gots to go, as we have two undefeated teams, the 3-0 Kansas City Chiefs, going against the 2-0-1 Detroit Lions. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we're going to break down some strategies on the, how exactly do the Lions plan to slow down Patrick Mahomes and that Kansas City Chiefs offense. Do the Detroit Lions have a chance to come out with a win and shock the whole NFL world? Find out on episode 45 of the Pride Podcast.
1: Guys, welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 45 on the Blue Wire Network. And today, on episode 45, we will be talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, arguably, not even arguably, but the Lions' toughest opponent so far this year. All right, before we get into the Kansas City Chiefs, I want to head out to the practice report because I want to let you guys know, we are changing our schedule when we are recording this. We usually recorded them on Friday, the pregame. We are now recording on Wednesday, so we do not have the full injury report, but we do have Wednesday's practice report. So, Pierre, I want to kick it out to you. What the Lions injuries on Wednesday?
3: All right, so here are the injuries. Danny Amendola has a chest injury. Remember the way he landed the other day? We thought it was his back or something. I guess it was his chest. I don't know how that makes sense, but... He said he'll be fine. We'll see what happens.
1: Did you hear the mic'd up Lions after the game?
3: I did. And did you see hear
1: uh, Danny Amendola say, once again, 2019 Lions coming at you. He looked in a positive move after the game.
3: So, yep. uh, Mike Daniels has a foot injury. I think he's going to be out maybe for a couple weeks or three, four weeks. Because they did just sign Ray Smith to the practice squad. He's a defensive <laughs> tackle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Ray Smith. Deshaun Hand. I think they'll probably wait another week. He's close to returning. Maybe after the bye week, we can see him against Green Bay. We'll see if he plays. I don't think he'll play. He was still really limited today. Rashawn Melvin is a normal he has to knee. He's been limited like all the time since the season started. And then Darius Slay has a hamstring injury. He's been limited. But I think he'll play this week because they didn't really sign anyone to the practice squad at corner. They like yep. who they got. I actually have – if Slate can't go – I have faith in Mike Ford, but he's not Darius Slay. I'm saying I have faith in him as a number two, though, to be to step in as a number two for a game. All right, Malcolm, so do you have the injury report for the Chiefs?
2: Yes, I do. All right, so we have um, tackle Eric Fisher. He has a groin injury. He did not practice. Tyreek Hill, he has a shoulder injury. He did not practice. Running back, Damian Williams—he has an injury. He did not practice. So, uh, as of Wednesday, um, those three guys might not play. Um, I'm gonna
3: I, say uh, one thing: left tackle Eric Fisher and Tyree Hill are not expected to play this week.
2: That—that's correct.
3: So I don't know about Damian Williams, though. Go yeah, ahead. Damian
1: yeah. Williams missed last week too. So that's a heads up too. Okay, All
2: right. And and to go on, um, uh, we have running back LaShawn McCoy who just got there. He has an ankle injury, he had a light practice. Um Brashad Breland, he has a knee injury. And mm. he was listed as, as he had a full practice today. It looks like everybody else that's listed here had a full practice. We had Patrick Mahomes, he had a full practice. Emmanuel Agba um, he had a full practice. And then Chartavius Ward had a full practice, so this team looks fairly fairly healthy.
3: Yeah, they're missing uh they're missing Tyree Kill, but that, that won't really affect them, I think. But what would affect them a lot is Eric Fisher, but we'll get into that when we talk about the uh the guys, the game plan.
1: All right. Let's hop in straight into the Kansas City offense. So they are the number one ranked offense for the reason. So Pierre, just go ahead and you know, make me cry a little bit. How good is this offense really?
3: <laughs> All right, they're good, but they're beatable. Alright, I'm just gonna say this from the beginning. They're good, but they're beatable. They're not the perfect team. They're not the 16-0 Patriots. They are not that. They have some holes in their team. But they're led by the best quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes. Um, their running backs, LaShawn McCoy, Darwin Thompson, Daryl Williams. Now, Daryl Williams, you guys are like, who the hell is Daryl Williams? That kid is a good receiver out of the backfield. He's a he good back. He's solid. Um I like Darwin Thompson. He's like he's okay, but he's a sixth round rookie. Their fullback, Anthony Sherman's one of the best fullbacks in the league. Going to wide receiver, they have Sammy Watkins, who doesn't look like the Sammy Watkins that's been injured. He looks like the Sammy Watkins that played at Clemson. He, he is definitely, a does. Yeah, definitely does. They got DeMarcus Robinson. He's a six one receiver, four five nine, but he's played really well these past few games with Tyree Killout.
1: Fantasy owners know that.
3: Yep. They got Miko Hardman, the kid out of Georgia, who I liked a lot in the pre-draft process because I wanted the speedster. He ran a 4-3-3. They took him in the second to try to replace Tyree Hill because they thought Hill was going to be suspended, but that didn't happen. Now going to their tight end, I think he's the best tight end in the NFL right now, Travis Kelsey.
1: Oh, man. You're making me cry, here. I told you. <laughs>
3: I'm going to tell you that once we're done, we're going to see how we're going to attack this, all right? Travis Kelsey's got the other two, Deion Yelder, Blake Bell are not all that. A left tackle they got Cam Irving, who is awful. Okay. Um, and. Trey Flowers. Look, last week he had six pressures in a sack. I'm hoping this week he has like ten pressures and like two sacks. I I, I, I destroy this left tackle.
2: I hope he gets sixteen pressures. I, I am done
3: overhyping Trey Flowers.
2: Every
1: week I do it, I jinx. Look, him. I'm not overhyping
3: it. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm a jinx for him. Every time I overhype
1: that dude, he gets jinxed. I said Trent Scott is gonna kill Trent Scott uh, in week two. Week one. Uh, well, he, but,
3: he was still hurt, though. You know, like last week he played seventy-one percent of the snaps. I think this week he's getting more comfortable. He's the rust is starting to knock out. You know. He got better in the run game last week. And I think this week he could play a lot better as well. They need him. They keep that money. He needs to step up. And he knows that. Cam Irving is not a good left tackle. You go on Twitter, type in Cam Irving. The Chiefs fans hate him.
1: So, uh, Trey Flowers got another week of proving against a shitty tackle.
3: No, their interior lineman is solid, okay? They got um, Andrew Wiley. At left guard at center they got Austin Ryder.
1: Hey, that's Eastern Michigan kid right there.
3: Uh, yep. Wiley. Yep. And then at right guard they got Laurent Duvernay Tetterov. They call him LDT because his name is like hard to pronounce. And at right tackle, Mitchell Swartz. He is one of the best See right tackles know. in all of football.
1: Yeah, football. East I'd put
3: him probably at top three. Maybe with Ramchek, and uh, I don't know who else is out there, but he's he's one of the best. So the way you attack, the way you want to play defense, probably. Me and Malcolm were talking about this. We were watching some tape how the Patriots played them in the playoffs. And the Patriots played a lot of single high, and they mi- mixed some cover three. The cover three was only for like 14, 13 or 14 plays, I forgot. So you probably want to put Slay on Sammy Watkins. Um, Demarcus Robinson, you want to put probably Melvin, or maybe even... No, you want to put Melvin on him. The Mikko Harmon you want to put and Justin mm-hmm. Coleman. I think that's ideal. Their backup wide receiver is the Anthony Thomas. He's more of a gadget guy, and then Byron Pringle, I don't really know much about. So those three guys, you want to put you wanna kind of take you want to take Sammy Watkins out of the game basically with Slay. He's their leading receiver, and he's the leading receiver. He's the second leading receiver in the NFL behind Keenan Allen. So you want to take Sammy Watkins out of the game. You do that, you have a chance. That's what the Patriots do. They like to take the best receiver out of the game. For the Lions, that would be Sammy Watkins.
1: How about, how about the number one tight end in the NFL?
3: You probably want to put Tracy Walker on him. I know it's not ideal. One on one? You can do one on one at times and you can put bracket coverage. You can mix it up a little, but Tracy Walker should probably be on him. He's just the best matchup you got right now. So that's probably the matchup they like, they'll like, but Tracy could win some of those. He nice. had a good camp. We saw him in camp.
1: No, I like, I like Tracy, but yeah, we really like Tracy. Th- th- this is a different animal right here.
3: It is Kelsey. a animal, but, you know, Tracy Walker, he's getting more comfortable as well. It's the fourth game, you know. Maybe these guys are going to play better. They're starting to understand more. They're playing better. So, yeah, that is their offense. I mean, you got to stop the run, though. Yeah. You got to stop. LaShawn McCoy is playing with an ankle injury. He's not 100%. He's, he might look a little slower, or he might get... High. Last week, he played. He left the game a little early, came back in. So he's not a hundred percent at all.
1: And if Damian Williams is a go, he's not definitely not a hundred percent.
3: Right. And the kid Daryl Williams is actually really good in the passing game. One thing the Lions have to uh, watch out for: this team runs a lot of motions, a lot of play actions. They're like a West Coast offense with like a ton of trickery—not trickery, but they—they they like to confuse you. I saw a play where they brung. One guy, like a receiver from the left side and receiver from the right side, they both ran across. Mahomes took the ball, hit it behind like hit the ball behind his ass. No lie, he hit the ball behind his ass. <laughs> the defense did not know where the ball was, and he found Travis Kelsey.
1: Yeah, that's Mahomes free, man. He's the best for the reason, man.
3: Yeah, you you gotta you gotta pressure him and you don't want to blitz Mahomes. If you if you blitz Mahomes, he'll um He'll take advantage of that. He is 18 of 25 for 211 yards with three TDs against the Blitz. That's
1: unbelievable. But one thing I do want to mention about this Lions defense this week that they have been kind of messing up the last – I'll just mention the Philly game. So the Lions in this game need to slow down on the penalties. They cannot give stupid penalties like they did to Philly. Like we mentioned in the last episode where Trey Flowers knocked down – Carson Wentz and, you know, on the 15-yard line gives them a free 15-yard line gives them on the free 1-yard line. They score a touchdown. It was third down. So it would have been fourth, they would have kicked the field goal, whatever. You cannot reward Patrick Mahomes free yards. And I'm saying that right now. You cannot have stupid penalties in this game cuz the Lions had nine penalties last game. You can't have that this week. You just can't. And this week on you you have to have, you have to own the time of possession in this game. You just last week Philly was owning the time of possession, not by a lot, but they had 32 minutes of time possession in this game, and we had 27. So if the Lions do want to win this football game, they need to own the time of possession and no stupid penalties.
3: Right. Um, I agree with that. And they also they need to – Quandre Diggs needs to, needs to bounce back, and I think he will. They're at home. Quandre Diggs hasn't been Quandre Diggs, the one we saw last year so far, but he's missed tackles – he hasn't been the best in like coverage, so he needs to step up. And another thing I'd probably use on Kelsey, if, if Walker doesn't work out or if they want to mix Walker, I'd probably bring in Jalen Reeves and in coverage because Jared Davis, he's still a little rusty. We saw that last week.
1: And he's just never been great in coverage regardless in his career. Right.
3: Um, and the good news is actually Jared Davis and Taylor Decker are off the injury report. So. Yeah, I didn't notice that. You uh-huh. that was good, Malcolm. What are your thoughts? Oh,
2: man, I mean, just watching the Kansas City Chiefs this week, you know, I went back, started watching, just start watching some, you know, just some games, and mm-hmm. I got a headache. It, just watching gave me a headache. So I can't even imagine what, you know, Paul Pasqualoni and 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 Matt Patricia thinking right now. I mean, this team, as far as well. Before I even talk about the team, Patrick Mahomes, what he's able to do as a quarterback, I've I i do not think I've ever seen anything like that. The only person that I'd probably I could compare it to is a prime like Dan Marino. Yeah. I'm I- talking about like prime Dan Marino. Like the stuff that he's doing right now, he throws off his back foot, you know, he's throwing it with his left hand. Yeah. Like his his pocket awareness, like if I had to rate it as like a Madden rating, his pocket awareness was like ninety nine. Just throwing the run. If you get him out the pocket, have him throwing the run. He ninety-nine. Could, it's it's like ninety-nine. Then you keep him in the pocket, and it's it's so hard to defend this guy. Um. Malcolm,
1: but, Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm. I have to stop you one second. Yeah. So you mentioned you mentioned Dan Marino as a comparison. So yeah. pe- people like me, people like Pierre, the younger crowd. I'm not trying to call you. You know the the the. O you can call me oldest shit. You can say it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not calling you the O word. But for shit young- <laughs> for our younger audience, who's a do you have any comparison for it?
2: for someone like Mar- Oh, like other than Dan Marino? Yeah, other I have than Dan one. Dan shit. Um, I say it. Go ahead, say it. Brett Favre, kind of. Brett
3: Favre was that gunslinger mentality, although Patrick Mahomes is a lot speed. better. You got the
2: no. speed. Mahomes got the speed it, with it, man. This, this is this is why I don't compare Mahomes or Brett Favre. And I'm not no, comparing him. I'm
3: just saying like they both no. have that gunslinger mentality. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's a, that's the offense you are in right now, and it's a similar offense. Like, but the, his, his like accuracy
2: compared to Brett Favre is Brett Favre and I think his awareness, too, because Brett Favre, he'll see your his receiver being triple cover. He's like, OK, my receiver triple cover. Let me throw it to that guy and he'll just take his chances. You know, he, he rolled the dice a lot. That's why Brett Favre has some season that he'll throw 17, 18, 19, 20 interceptions because he just had that mindset of just, you know, it. chucking it, chucking it. You know, doesn't matter if his guy's covered, <laughs> double covered. He'll just chuck it up. Mahomes um, does not do that. Mahomes does not do that. Mahomes. I mean, I it's it's the only person I could only person I could probably compare to is is Dan Marino. To be honest, I can't even compare it to like Aaron Rodgers. And and before before I seen Mahomes, I used to say, "Wow, Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback I've ever seen." But the way Mahomes is with that ball is just insane. Um, but like like Pierre said, they're they're beatable. Nobody's and, you know, unstoppable. Everybody's human. I mean, maybe he is from a different planet. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but there, there there's ways to beat it. Um if I had to look at the lines for keys to victory for this game, I, um the first thing that they gotta you know keep in their mind is no big plays. Like they gotta eliminate big plays and, and by and by by saying that is what I'm saying eliminate big plays, you gotta keep everything in front of you. You can't let Um, their receiving core to get behind that deep that that secondary because if they get behind that secondary, you're looking at an 80-yard touchdown, a 60-yard
3: touchdown. The Lions really haven't had um, haven't really had like.
2: We haven't we haven't played a Patrick Mahomes,
3: but they haven't played a Patrick Mahomes either. But you know, like if if you look at the Lions as a pass defense. All right, so if you look at the Lions, they've given up um, only 80.1 pass screen to opposing quarterbacks. That's seventh best in the NFL, which is good, which is really good. Their pass defense, um, so like quarterbacks are only completing 54.8% of their passes against the Lions, which is second best in the NFL. And then they also have, I, I know we talk about our pass rush, but they have nine sacks, which is tied ninth in the NFL. So a lot of teams around the league are having trouble with pressure. The Lions should be better in that department, but it's not as bad. Um, And then I believe wide receivers, in terms of defensive open receiver percentage, the Lions are 63.5%. That's number one in the league. The second team is the Ravens. The third is the Packers. Fourth is the Patriots. And fifth is Jaguars. All these teams right now are top defenses, which isn't a surprise. So the Lions have coverage ability, but they also haven't played like the best wide receivers, right? Like we've been going up against backups in Philly yeah, Arizona didn't have anyone, and then yep. LA Chargers kind of like tore us. I wouldn't say tore us apart, but but they took advantage of some matchups.
2: Yeah,
3: so they have their work cut out for them, but they sh- they should hold be up. better. Slay, Hold
1: up, hold up, hold up. You said the top five defense. You mentioned Baltimore and Jaguars,
3: right? Mm-hmm. Um, against. Allowing wide receivers to get open. I know what you're
2: about to say. Look at what the Chiefs have done to them, man. The, the, the that's what I going to. That's what I get into because you're looking at the competition we played and nothing. You know, I'm not taking nothing against those guys. It's just the type of offense the Chiefs run that those teams don't run. They don't. They they, they just run a, a completely different offense. The Chiefs want to make you know big plays down the field. That's that's the type of offense that they that they have.
3: But and Sorry to interrupt, but if you look at what the Ravens run and what the Jaguars run, they run a lot of zone. And you know, um, Andy Reid is going to pick apart those zones. We don't run zone. We run a lot of man. We run primarily like a single high man coverage. We put zone in once in a while here or there. But we run primarily man. And if our guys can stick to coverage, we'll be
2: fine. Yeah, they, I mean, basically the coverage is fine. But like I said, as far as the keys to victory, not letting... Anything as far as any receivers, you know get on top of our secondary and if we just pray primary man Which we are going to do they just got to make sure that they don't get beat deep Because right. if you're gonna if you're gonna play a single high, which you you kind of predict that we're going to play That gives a lot of opportunities for the outside receivers for a lot of one-on-one opportunities So say if they do shift Harbin to the outside and then you have a receiver covering him And then you're worried, you have your safety trying to worry about Kelsey. What do you do about the outside receiver? There's a lot of things, a lot of factors that go into it. So, I mean, no matter what they play, I don't care if they play zone. I don't care if they play cover two, cover three, cover four. I don't care (laughs) if they play man. Um, Long as they keep everything in front of them, I think we have a chance. Um, I think tackling is a big key as well. I, I think agree. we can't have any yards up to catch. like these if they get a playing. slant screen, Cats. anything like that, we got to tackle these guys right. because if they come out making big plays by you know a screen or maybe like a five yard out route and they take it 30, 40 yards or 50 yards, that could get that could be bad. Um, I think tackling is a big, big key for us to to win this game. I think being aggressive and I'm talking about going for it on fourth down i think that's, if we're i think if we're on their side of the field and it's anything well before you get into that malcolm let's
3: take a break and then we'll talk about um our offense at the end of a hard week it's great to
1: sit down take some time off and watch some football the game winning touchdowns on two minute drives running back, racing down the sideline, and with no one to stop them, there's nothing else like the NFL. And there's no better way to make the game even more exciting than to bet on them. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ang. No one gives you more ways to win than mybookie. Mybookie's got the fastest payouts and the best sporting lines than any other sports books. Don't forget where you're betting is just as important as where you're betting on. And mybookie.ang is the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where you should play. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet on them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. If you're that kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now, and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. The promo code is BLUEWIRE visit mybookie.ang you play you win you get paid mybookie.com a few of us on this show use harry's razors if you visit their website you could check out all the different shave sets and face care products join the 10 million who have tried harry's claim your special offer by going to harry's.com slash why try harry's harry's founders were two regular people guys tired of getting ripped off and paying for overpriced razors harry makes quality durable blades at a fair price just two dollars per blade. if you don't love your shave let them know and they'll give you a full refund so if you guys don't like your shave just let them know full refund well worth the try this summer refresh your wallet and your face with the harry's trial set it comes with a weighed economic handle for an easy grip a five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade for a close shave rich lathering shaving gel will leave you smelling great so if you want to smell great use harry's and travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go listeners of my show can redeem their trial set at harry's.com slash blue wire make sure you go to harry's.com slash blue wire to redeem your offer and let them know i sent you let them know tyler sent you so you could help out the show so it's always appreciated guys so Hope you guys take advantage of this deal because it won't be there all the time.
2: We are back. Malcolm, what are you saying? Um, I, w- I was in the middle of talking about being aggressive, and I think that's a major key. So, what I was going to say is that if we're on their side of the field and anything, you know, fourth and three or less, I think we have to go for it. One hundred percent
3: agree. I
2: think you have to go for it. Um, so being aggressive is, I think, going to be a big key to victory in this game as well. And this is something that I that I've seen from the games. Because the big question is, do you keep Mahomes in the pocket, or do you, you know, try to get him outside the pocket? Like it, it, it's it's tough. There, there's no winning there. <laughs> there. There's no winning there. So the only thing I could think of is trying to make it as as uncomfortable as possible for Mahomes. But you want to keep him in the pocket. You don't want right. them to don't want him to extend plays because that's when shit could go bad. <laughs> if he extends plays and then everything just becomes a freestyle out there, that's when big plays happen. You do not want that. Yes. So if they could try to get some free guys, just straight out Mahomes, we could probably force some bad throws because if there's a free blitzer at Mahomes, he does force it. He either forces it or he chucks it out of bounds. So I think that'll probably be the key. On that end, um, and just another key that Pierre said earlier, stopping the run game, they don't run the ball often, but when they do, they're very successful. They have a good average between what Shady McCoy was doing and, you know, Daryl Williams. I mean, they average. I mean, Shady McCoy averaged 5.4 five, five, 5. yards per carry, um, and Williams is average, averaging 6.8, 6. so they're not getting a lot of touches because the ball is mostly in Mahomes' hands, but when they have the opportunities, they, they make plays. Let's get into their defense. Okay.
3: All right. Their defensive ends are Frank Clark, who they got from the uh, Seattle Seahawks with a trade. He's a great pass rusher, um, but he's not good against the run. Alex Okafor, who they signed from the Saints, I believe on a three year twenty-one or, he's making seven, to eight million a year. Um, he, he's he's struggling. He had a, he was a lot better last year with New Orleans. They got Emmanuel Akba, the kid from Cleveland. He's actually been playing well for them. And then their backup. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing his name wrong, but it's Tano Pasagin. Pasagin? I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce his name. I don't really know much about him gonna be honest. At defensive tackle, they got Chris Jones, who I think is one of the most underrated defense tackles in the league. He's really good against the run, and he can rush the passer as well. I like Chris Jones a lot. They got Derek Nadi, who's a solid pass rusher. And the other guys are Kalen Saunders and Xavier Williams. They're, they're just like whatever. They're solid. They're backups. And then their linebackers, to me, are weak. It's not They're like below average linebackers. And I'll say why. I'll name you the names. Reggie Ragland, the kid out of Bama. Bad. He hasn't really looked up to his second round status yet. Um, Anthony Hitchens from Dallas Cowboys, they overpaid for him. Bad. Darren Lee, the bust from the Jets. Bad. Uh, <laughs> Damien Wilson. Bad. Right. Now, and then, but they do put in safety Daniel Sorensen as a nickel linebacker at times, but he's, he's kind of like their Tavon Wilson. You know how we kind of do that? Bring Tavon sometimes in to help out. He's yep. kind of like that. All right, their corners, they're not, they're not all that. They got Travarius Ward, or Travarius Ward. He's okay. He's not, he's not anything special. To me, he's like a number two corner. They got Brashard Breeland, who to me is like a low-end number two, high-end number three corner. And they got Kendall Fuller, who I like a lot in the slot. He's a good nickel guy. This dude hasn't missed a tackle. Um, he doesn't miss tackles. He tackles guys. He's kind of like Coleman. So if a guy beats him, he'll get the tackle right away. He's really good at tackling. Uh, Their safeties are... I mean, they're okay. They have Tyron Matthew, who's like a pro Bowl safety. They got Juan Thornwell, the rookie. This kid is still a rookie. He makes rookie mistakes. I don't think he's ready to play, in my opinion. I think Sorensen should start over him. But they want to throw him in the fire. He's kind of like their deep safety. He's like their Tracy Walker, sort of. So, if Stafford can, like, trick the dude or... I'm sure they'll trick him. They'll have things... Lined up to go at him because he's not not that good yet. He makes rookie mistakes. Obviously, I said Daniel Sorensen. And uh, yeah, so. All right, I'm just going to
1: cut to the chase. I'm not worried about this defense at all, honestly. Uh, I'm really not. I want
3: to get into one more thing. Uh, Emmanuel Akba had nine pressures against the Ravens. Chris Jones and Flankard each had four. Overall, they had 26 quarterback pressures on Sunday. So the offensive line, especially Mm -hmm. the tackles, they have to step up.
1: They
2: stepped
3: up. Last beautiful. Week, up I, I, I'm way. not. I'm not worried about this defense. It, uh, that
2: defense is trash. <laughs> one
3: more thing. Sorry, the Chiefs are currently allowing 6.2 yards per carry. Did you yep, hear okay. that right? Yes. Yes. They're You're not good. So I said the trash. trash. It's, trash, trash. it's a Run game. All right. They they are 27th in rushing yards allowed, and they are 25th in rushing touchdowns allowed. So the Lions, Malcolm, you were talking about. You don't really want to run the ball. You kind of want to pass it a lot or whatever. Yeah. I want to
2: do the opposite. I want because, to control the y- opposite. Because y- y- you can find a, a running game with this team. It can, it can happen. Carrion
3: should have 100 yards this game. That's not even a bold prediction. That should happen. If it doesn't happen, well, let then I'm going to start, start questioning let, the
1: time. Let, 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 me, let me cross off my list. Hold up, guys. Sorry. That was my <laughs> bold prediction. <laughs> can you don't guys, can't can't cross off. Hold up. Oh. All right, I got to think of a new one now. Yeah, right, go ahead.
2: So, so the game plan is in in this game would be to run the ball. So, you guys believe no shootout. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. You said we? That's Pierre right now.
3: No, yeah? it's not necessarily no shootout. You could run the ball, but you could still have a shootout. So, you could run the ball effectively, and like first down, they'll think you're running the ball. You do a play action, make those linebackers bite on the play action, and throw a deep bomb to Marvin Jones, or Kenny Galladay, or whoever. You, mm-hmm. There's like ways you could exploit this defense.
2: Okay. So, oh. like, what, 20 attempts for
3: carry-on? Okay, so you know how the Ravens, they threw a lot and they ran it a lot on them? Yeah. That's what they have to do. Carry-on should have 20 carries, minimum ra- 20 did, did carries. Did the
2: minimum.
3: Ravens win? <laughs> Ravens did not win, but they were pretty damn close. It was 33-28. to 28, And the game yeah, was at Kansas City. But this they're, game's
2: they're, at their game, back was against the wall from the first quarter, bro. It's,
3: it's, they were down, it's by,
2: 16. Yeah, down by 16. Yeah, they are down by 16. They they're down by 16.
3: What they were passing in the first half and the second half, they're like, let's go with the run game because they were running the ball effectively. So the Ravens went with the run game and it worked like they got them back in the game. Do you
1: you, you really want to read that recipe though? It's like they didn't win the game though.
3: No, but I'm saying is they didn't come out running the ball, they came out past the ball. Then they realized at halftime they were running the ball effectively. So they came on the third quarter and ran it down their throats. Kansas City only put up. Let me look up the numbers again. It was, I believe, only a touchdown or, like, 10 points in the third quarter.
2: The the only reason why I'm saying that, you know, we got to put this ball in the air, the only reason why I'm saying it is because the Ravens put up 203 rushing yards on them and still lost the game. Like, how many many rushing yards do we have to do to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field?
3: All right, my bad. I just saw it. So the Ravens came out in the second half running the ball, and the Chiefs only put up seven points in the third quarter. Seven. I mean, it, they, probably the had, ball, they probably
2: had a different game plan at that point. They were up by 20.
3: If, yeah. But if they ran the ball effectively from the first quarter instead of waiting, like, till the then third. Then
2: that means they'll have 250 yards. They would probably they, still come they, up they short.
3: Probably, they would have had a better chance to win the game, though.
2: And, but the Chiefs, you have to factor the Chiefs to yeah. be more aggressive in the same yeah. yeah. as well. Took, the, took,
3: it, the Chiefs were home. This game's at Ford Field. It's different.
2: Yeah, it, it is. But I'm just saying, because the Chiefs were up by so much, they, they, wasn't, they wasn't doing the same game plan.
3: Exactly. They were running the ball, ball, though. The Ravens were down, but they came out running the ball.
2: No, what I'm saying is that the Chiefs, after they were up by 20, they were running the ball, throwing short passes. They wasn't really trying, they wasn't aggressive after that. It's like when the Chiefs is up, if they're aggressive and they're up, they kind of do take their foot off the gas pedal because that's what they do with the uh, the Ravens. If they would have played the whole game like they played the first five minutes of the first quarter, the game would have been 72 to like 20 something. I would that, say that the are also the made
3: it too, giving. you know? Like.
2: But this is the thing. They put up 203 rushing yards on them and still lost the game. But the game was at
3: Kansas City. This game's
2: here. It's different. So right? if we put up 203 yards
3: here, this is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say you control the clock and keep Mahomes off the field. If you can run the ball effectively, which they should be able to, Mahomes is on the bench. What did Patricia say to the presser? He said he doesn't want to see Mahomes on the field. He wants to see him on that bench.
2: What else did he say? He said. He he's also a said really that he does he, he said that he he does definitely wants to play his game a little bit differently. He doesn't I not yeah you could play it safe and say yeah keep Mahomes no, you off the field. Both now, but, but
3: I'm not trying to say like run the ball like 50 times.
2: No, I'm you not saying. It, but I'm saying time. like
3: what 20, 30. How many, car- them,
2: how many? How many? Right? How many? How many? rush? How many carries are you expecting carry on to have?
3: MS last week twenty to twenty five. Twenty to twenty
2: five. Now say if I know we've been saying our running game was going to be successful from the first week, second week, and third week. Not, no, no, not the third week, but first week and second week. We said this running game, we're we're going to get, a, we're going to we're going to have a running game. It right. hasn't gone that way. If Which that does. running game is stalling in the first first quarter, do you stay the course? No, you
3: change it. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think going to stall. you got to slow down their pass rush though. If you th- go come out throwing 40 times, that pass rush is going to get to Stafford, and we all know that. They have Frank Clark. Yeah, who's I a haven't really had that many sacks this year. Huh?
2: I haven't had that many sacks nope. this year, to and be many honest.
3: yeah, It's still early football. It is. Von Miller and Nick, Ch- I mean, Bradley Chubb, I believe both have zero sacks. That's true. They haven't been playing well. Pass Denver Broncos like, suck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> playing well. it, Man, it, comes
3: it, it comes out to them not playing well those Dynamic pass rushers though Trey Flowers only has one sack You
2: well, know like there's Trey Flowers hasn't only... been playing well <laughs> Devon Canard saying... has four Yeah I'm just saying though He has eight I'm just saying it, it, it comes down to who's playing good football right now, who's not playing good football. You know, Trey Flowers has not been playing good football right now. Nick so Chubb right, and, yeah. and Ron Miller hasn't been playing good football right now. Bradley Chubb, Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb, they haven't been playing good football right now. That <laughs> front four of Kansas City Chief, they haven't been playing good football right now. It's not like I think their lead sack has – like sack sack, You know what I mean? I think the lead, the lead sack probably has like two sacks. The lead person – like the person who's leading their team in sacks probably had like two sacks.
3: I'm just saying, though, like, Frank Clark, Taylor Decker is coming back. He played well last week, but he needs to have another big week this week because Frank Clark's going to come at him. Agba is good. We talked about Akba, you know. Um, so they have, to, they have to run the ball as well to slow down that pass rush.
2: Yeah, you got you to keep a balance. I, I, I get you. And if it's working, hell, go for it. If carry-on is averaging four and a half yards per carry, I'm down with the run game. I'm down with it. But if he's averaging, if he's averaging anything less than four yards of carry, I want to see 2011 Stafford. I want to see Stafford chuck this ball up. I want to see Stafford attack this this defense. That's that's Stafford I want to see. I'll say this:
1: I like the idea of you know staying on course, balance offense for the first quarter. Run game is still not working, and I'm not. I know this Chiefs run defense is not good, but they have to show me something to me for for me to believe in it. I'm not believing I'm not sold on this run this running game yet because. They played a bad Arizona Cardinals who were bad at stopping the run. Yeah, you, saw, they, you saw what Christian McCaffrey did to him last week. Exactly. <laughs> and they, they, they could not run the ball for shit versus Arizona. Uh, the Chargers, they did not run the ball for shit besides that one drive Ty Johnson was in. And then last week, I mean, yeah, you could argue that Eagles are, you know, solid run. Deep. Seven, yeah. yeah, we didn't run this shit out. We didn't run shit on them either. Um, I know this KC run defense is not good, but I have to see it at first. I just have to see it. And if they want to test out in the first quarter and it's not working, please do not stick with it. Please do not yeah, stick
2: with it. Yeah, because if they do, like, they could blink their eye, then they'll be down 21 to 3. If, exactly. If, if some shit like that happens. And, like, this team could score really quick. They could. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And just, 2011 staff will look nice right about now. Yeah, you just don't – you don't want to get – you don't want to <laughs> have
1: three – like – all right, so let's say we saw a bunch in the Eagles game that the Lions were like 3rd and 9 so many times in that game. I don't want to see 3rd and 9, mm-hmm. even though how mm-hmm. bad this KC defense is. I just don't want to see 3rd and 9 and 3rd and 8. You know, you want to get some short play. So I like some, I like the idea of quick passes, testing the secondary, because the secondary is not good. You name, not. you name those corners. I want to see Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones have a week. You saw Kenny Galladay versus Brandon Faison, right? Right. We saw Brashawn Breeland in the NFC North last year. What the hell did he do in the NFC North? Shit. That's he's that's not good. Test the <laughs> test the hell out of him. He's, your, he's their cornerback too. I agree. Would I throw the ball 50, 60 times? That, no, not that 60. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that, that's might, that, that might be pushing a little bit. But, like, I think Carry on should begin around that 17 to 15 carries right now. Keep them
2: balanced. Keep them keep honest. You know, if we get 15 carries, keep him honest. But if it's not working, abandon it. Just abandon <sighs> it quick. Abandon it quick. You got to abandon it quick because... We can't have too many stops.
1: And I'll say this: if the run def- or the run offense does not get going this week, I'm almost sold that they will never get get going this
3: this season. I'm really. Or, the <laughs> thing is with the run game, you watch closely on tape. They're really, really close. I, I've watched; they're super close. Like a hmm. guy is like missing a block here, or like a guy is doing something wrong here. But they're also facing an eight man box. Like I said. Beville needs to stop using a lot of 12 personnel when they run the ball. We talked about that on the last episode. And if they do that, they should be able to run the ball with ease against this Chiefs team. This Chiefs team cannot stop the run. If They gonna... give you their numbers. They're giving up 6.2 yards per carry. That's awful, bro. That's six yards. Every two, every like two attempts, it's a first down, basically.
1: If they are going to ever get it going, they have to get it going against this KC Chiefs run defense. If they're <laughs> ever going to get it going, it has to be this week. Like, it really does. Because you're not going to see many worse run defenses than this one. Yeah, so pretty, I
2: agree. They're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. But I want to I want to throw it out the window and say that if they don't do it this week, it's, it's I dead mean, in the I, waters. I, I want to say dead in the waters completely, but it's just like
1: I, I I would expect another.
2: When did we play? When when did we play? Um, we played. We played the New England Patriots last year, Week Four, right? Was it Week Four? Or week, week Five? Three. Week Three. Week, week three, yeah. okay, never mind, because that's, that's when we started getting our running game going against that game. So, I don't know, man. Maybe he's a, I don't know. Well, you know
1: why he got going that week? That's because when they bench, they decide to to notice that LaDarius Blanc is not a number one pack anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he got it going. It could have got going a lot earlier too, versus
3: the Jets. And they organizers. didn't run uh, a lot of twelve personnel with Jim Bob Cooter. They ran mostly.
2: uh, That's a a different. Don't give me a headache. Yeah, yeah, that's a different 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 story. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I mean, who who knows? You know, maybe the running game will be the key to
3: success. The ball on them. They have to because if if they don't run the ball well, they're going to lose. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That that sums it up. You you, you have to own the time possession in this game. You just do.
3: That's why you want to control the clock by running the ball. But,
1: yeah, but it has to be successful. It has to be successful. And I
3: think it will. We'll have to see. You're right.
1: I, sh- I sure hope it will.
3: <laughs> because I've been saying that for the, like, not last week, but I said it about the, the Chargers game, the Cardinals game, and it wasn't there. Exactly. But the numbers said it should, will, like it should, it should this week. Because, bro, I had never seen the 6.2 yards per carry. I don't even think the Lions, when they were, like, really bad at defense, gave up 6.2 yards per carry. I uh, don't, don't doubt them. Don't doubt them. They might have matched it.
1: So I know, before before snacks, I don't doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think with it six points,
3: bro. That number is ridiculous. It, it, before it snacks, when we when we had, we had we had Sylvester Williams and uh. Ricky. Oh, Jean- Stop. He's a free agent right now.
1: Stop. Talking. And we had Ricky Jean Francois, Sylvester Williams are our week one starters. Come on and now. And both free agents right now. Exactly, so. exactly. I would not be surprised if that number is match or even higher.
0: Honestly.
2: Let <laughs> they, me ask it, you guys a question. Yeah. Is there, is there a number that Stafford has to have to win this game? No. No? So, uh, Stafford, so if Stafford throws 150 yards. You think we'll still win this game?
3: No. Come on. You gotta, <laughs> I mean, that's, what, that's
2: what I'm asking. Not like
3: 100 yards, but like like. I was like average.
2: 150. Like, do you, say like, what do, do you expect points. Stafford to have? Like, how many yards do you expect Stafford to have in this game? See, I don't
3: know what they're going to do. I personally think they'll run the ball. But if they want to come out passing, Stafford can easily put up 350 yards. It's a, like they could throw a lot of yards on this team. I wouldn't, at, easily, I wouldn't say easily, but they could he, we've seen Stafford, he could throw for a lot of yards.
1: Well Brashawn Breland's going against Marvin Jones or Kenny Galladay.
3: But if you like if you specifically want to pass the ball, then they'll just use two safeties deep and then you you won't get anything. Well,
1: no, 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 uh, no, 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 You're, you're not talking about spe- against
3: you're talking about against them?
1: You're not specifically gonna pass the ball either way, anyway. Nice. So It's you're going to see a spread offense in the first quarter at least but i'm just saying it if it's not working and you're punting the ball this this zero zero football game could turn into 14-0 very quickly I'll say that
2: Guys another another big question man. How big is this game? Like how big is this game for the detroit lions?
3: Look, it's huge. First of all, it's huge because it's their next game on schedule But second of all if they win this game this game puts them on the map what I mean by that is Everyone takes notice and people are already starting to take notice. But man, like, I don't give a shit what the media thinks. I care about what NFL teams think. Like, they see Detroit be, canceled, they'll be Like, holy shit. Detroit beat the Chiefs. <laughs> yep. Like, think about that. Like, yep. everyone, I, I don't really care what the media says because we're not mainstream. We're in Detroit. No one gives a shit about Detroit. We're not a big market. It's just the way it is. But, like, the NFL will take notice. Teams will take notice. Like, I want to put us on the map. If we win this game, it will be huge for the franchise. It will be huge. It's probably the biggest game. I mean, I'm 24 years old. This is, like, probably the biggest regular season game I can remember. Huh? <laughs> Ever? put themselves on the map.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
3: <laughs> I was going to say, maybe? Okay. I, I, I've seen them. They played the Packers twice, I believe, for the NFC North title. So they've they've had some,
1: both. like, NFC North games on the line before. No, not yeah. that I, like to put I, get the
2: I, get, I get that. Yeah, those games are, you know, deciding deciding factors on if you go to the playoffs. And I get that.
3: Look, but, if they can hold Mahomes, because they've never scored underneath twenty six points on offense, the Chiefs never have under Mahomes. If they can hold Mahomes to like, let's say, like thirty points or twenty seven points, they have a chance to win this game. Yeah. And, I, and the, what I want to say about this stuff, game: I've seen Stafford put up points. They do have the weapons. They could dial up some deep, um, some deep play action or some vertical routes. They they could they could mess with them too. T.J. Hawkinson.
2: What what I say about this game? I, I call this game the no excuse game. And when I say that about no excuse, it's like every time we get a big vent, a big win, there's always an excuse behind it. We beat the Patriots last year. What did they say? Oh, Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia knows Bill Belichick. He's supposed to do that. Josh Gordon didn't play. <laughs> oh, oh! Um, we beat the Packers. Oh, the Packers, uh, uh, um, Aaron Rodgers, their, their team was hurt. We're supposed to win. We were hurt, too. I, I don't give a shit we about were. We were hurt. We were, exactly, we were hurt, too. But I'm just saying, that's, that's the excuse you, that you hear. There's, we were, there's no excuse. We've already, had the ex, we've already had the excuses this year, too. Banged up yeah. Philly team, banged yeah. up Chargers team. Yeah, but the thing yeah, exactly. But th- there's no excuse being yeah. this Kansas City Chief. Because even with Ty- without Tyreek Hill, there's they're still... Putting up massive numbers.
3: They have, uh, Michael Hardman, who to me is like a Tyree Kill two He's not as fast as him, but he's pretty damn fast.
2: Yeah, they're, but, they're still putting up massive numbers. If you lose this game,
1: there's no excuse as well either.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you lose this game, it's gonna be another one of those Stafford can't beat big teams. This, <laughs> you know, his record against winning teams is this. So you're gonna hear that as well. I'll say
3: this. Remember last year when we gave like, the Lions no chance against the Rams? Obviously, Jared Goff is not Mahomes, but like we thought they were unbeatable. Then uh, Matt Patricia threw something at them that they've never really seen before like from us. I think this game's going to have some wrinkles as well on the Chiefs side. I don't know what he's going to do, but he's going to throw some wrinkles at them. He's going to confuse them. He's probably going to try to disguise some coverages here or you there. Better. He has to.
1: Better. Well, I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just say this. I'm oh, sorry, Malcolm. There's no team in the NFL that is—every team in the NFL is beatable this year. There's not that right. one
3: unstoppable team. I don't care and Like KC's good. They're beatable. Yeah, they're beatable. But people are making it seem like they're impossible to win, and I don't think they are. They have some weaknesses that you could clearly expose. I mean, they're obviously going to be the favorites almost every single week if they're healthy. Right. They probably are going to be the favorites every week.
1: Every week. But that doesn't mean they're going to go 16-0. and
3: I mean, the Lions were underdogs against the Chargers, I believe, and against um, the Eagles, and they won both games, right? Lions are actually two-point favorites versus the Chargers. Two-point favorites. All right. Eagles, they were underdogs, though. My bad, yeah. But Eagles, they were yeah. underdogs, so.
1: Cardinals, they were underdogs to Lions. And look what happened there, too. We tied with them.
3: So. Right. So, so it's any given Sunday. I'll say this. Any given Sunday, and if they could give Mahomes like, his worst career game, I don't know if they could, but if they could somehow do that, they'll win the game. First time in a dome. Oh, about to ask this that.
2: Moment. I was just about to ask. I was just about to ask that. <laughs> yeah. Um, would that be a? Will we see like a Mahomes Uh-oh. on steroids? Like Uh-oh. a. Uh oh. We gotta boot up, stand up, and show our dome. Defend the den. The dome defend the den.
3: I mean, I hope but so. You know how we were at the game the other day? The crowd was loud. This crowd has to be like super loud. Like they have to like reach the decibel like max. They got to be so loud. Ford Field has to be its loudest. This is going to be like a playoff atmosphere type of game. I really think it's going to be like that.
1: Malcolm, fly out.
3: It, what happened? Cool I out. think this game at Ford Field is going to be, be nice. a playoff. nice. I should
1: <laughs> come out.
2: You got some days.
3: Malcolm, yeah. don't you agree? It's going to be like a playoff atmosphere type of game.
2: It is going to be a play, like a playoff atmosphere.
3: Both teams are undefeated. Um, Matt Patricia wants to make a statement. His defense. The Chiefs want to make a statement. Come here and win. It's it's going to be a fun one.
1: I'll say this: if the Lions win this football game, they're legit, man. They
2: are sure You're, up you're legit. all in.
1: You're all in. I will go all in if they beat this Kansas City
2: football team. I will. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 hoping. I'm hoping if they can. I'm I'm if all in. If they can, if they can, man, this is one hell of a football team, man, and they don't have a scrub as a coach either. Andy yeah. Reid is a hell of a coach. Oh and yeah, he did a hell of a job with Patrick Mahomes. I'll say that. Um, yeah, I, and I know.
3: Alex Smith. He did a good
2: job. I know. I know.
1: I know we're about the all the this week mentality, but you know, the Lions got a tough three games ahead of them. So, uh, you know, barring no injuries, which you know we don't know who will be hurt, but um barring no injuries, you know, you got the Chiefs, Packers, Vikings. So tough three games ahead. So if they could somehow win this game, you know, that's huge momentum. You know, going in to the bye week and then going out to Lambeau Field for Monday night. So. um it would be huge. So how
3: about... It's a home game. So they have a shot. If this was at Kansas City... No, we're getting fucked. I don't think they'd have any shot. But this <laughs> is a home game. They have a legitimate shot. And they're going to throw some wrinkles that Mahomes has never seen out of the Lions. Defense. And then Andy Reid will probably throw some wrinkles too. Because Andy Reid always throws wrinkles. That guy, in my opinion, is the best play caller in the NFL. He's just a genius. If you, if you see like the way he moves around his wide receivers and his tight ends and his backs... I don't know how to say it. It's just like amazing what he does with them, and he has like the perfect players for his scheme. He has a, he has two deep threats, he has some possession receivers, he has the best tight end in the NFL. You I don't know tell- what more you could ask for.
1: You weren't telling me Andy Reid was the best play caller last year. You had someone else in mind last year when you told me.
3: Who was that, Tyler?
1: Uh, it was Jim Bob Cooter and. Uh- <laughs>
3: I think I said Sean McVay was one of the best play callers last year. Um, how, about the, how about the used car
1: salesman? Freddie Kitchens <laughs> running a draw play on 4th and nine? Oh, okay,
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that guy's an idiot because he probably thought it was 3rd down and he called it a freaking draw <laughs> on 4th and 9 Let's not
1: talk that about the That was a the bad
2: Browns. play on 3rd down. Like, what the hell? Well, <laughs> the, right.
3: Browns, the Browns are overrated, let's be honest. Alright. Alright,
1: alright, alright. Let's get into our bold prediction and let's end this, boy. Alright, bold predictions and score predictions. So, Pierre, let's kick it off to you. So we
3: are playing the Kansas City Chiefs at Ford Field. Right. Um, a bold Our- prediction is Patrick Mahomes will throw two picks. What? <sighs> okay. Are the
1: Lions winning this football game? What's the score you have?
3: Um. Be straight up with me. You don't know back and forth all week because, like, I studied the Chiefs earlier in the week, and then I studied them again
1: it's yesterday
3: and today. And I just think we're gonna run it all over them. And with that being said, I have us winning thirty one to twenty
1: eight. Okay, okay. Malcolm, go hit
2: me with your prediction and score. my bull prediction is that Matthew Stafford will throw five touchdowns this game. Okay. Wow. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. All for Stafford. Um and I it it, it does hurt me to say this because, you know, I, I, I I feel like I can't go against my Lions. We're realistic here. Malcolm. You're being realistic <laughs> here. You know, I'm not I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm taking off the fan goggles. <laughs> and I'm actually going 45-42 Chiefs. So, I have this as a very, 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 very well, high-scoring game.
3: You think it's going to be a classic shootout?
2: I, that's why I have Stafford uh, as my bold prediction, throwing five touchdown passes. Okay. Yes, I do think it's going to be a shootout eventually. Uh, I think my Patricia looks safford in the eyes said Safford. We need you to hop in the time machine and go to the 2011 Stafford. And I think <laughs> he's going to make Stafford sling this ball around to try to keep us in this game. Okay.
1: All right. Um, so, start off with my bold prediction, you made me cross off my first one with carry-on. So um,
3: You can use it as a bold if you don't think it's going to happen, but I personally think it's going to happen.
1: Well, I,
3: I, okay. Uh, how about
1: this? I'll say Patrick Mahomes does his first interception this year. What? He just
2: said two. He's going to bring it down to one. <laughs>
1: uh, hmm. Travis Kelsey will not have 100 yards in this game.
3: What? Why that's not bold? <laughs>
1: I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, the Lions will wear... They won't wear their regular home jerseys this week.
3: That's not bold either.
2: <laughs> what? We know this already,
1: man. <laughs> um... Deshaun Han will not play
3: this week. That's not bold.
2: God damn it, Tyler. Just pick Mike a bold. Mike Daniels prediction. won't play this week.
3: Blue? Tyler, pick a bold prediction or we're skipping your bold prediction.
1: Okay, okay. Oh give me a chance. Give me a chance. Give me a chance. My bold prediction is Oh. Uh, damn. Um,
2: okay, I don't I don't have one. I really don't have one. I I don't. I don't um, have one. You say carry on will run for 180 yards. Just say something. I'll say okay.
1: You know what? Fine. TJ Hawkinson comes back to life and gets two touchdowns. This game is that good enough? That's
2: good enough. Uh, sure, I'll take that. I'll take that.
1: Okay, sure. I'll go with that. TJ Hawkinson has two touchdowns this week. And for my score prediction is, um, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game. I'm just gonna say 37-31. I think it'll be a good, close football game. And honestly, the Lions don't win this football game. And they lose in a football game, let's say to that score, a close competitive game, I won't be disappointed, honestly. I really won't. Um, staying in a game with the Kansas City Chiefs is just impressive in itself. And they're a really good football team. So and, and I know this sounds like a very losers mentality right now, but if you compete with the Kansas City Chiefs, could stay in a game with the Kansas City Chiefs, you're almost showing you could stay in a football game with anyone in the NFL. So right. I won't I won't be totally disappointed if they lose. If they win this game, Great. Uh, you know, it's really good if they win this football game. I don't care how ugly the football game is if they win this game and if they win. Great. Prove me wrong Lions. I really hope you do prove me wrong. I don't want to choose against you, but I am going to go this week against you guys. I'm going to say 37 31. So
2: I just, I just want to add something. I just want to add something to that. Um, I, I feel the same way. If it's a closed game and we actually compete with this team and this a show that we can compete with the best, we can compete with anybody. But if this score comes out looking like a Miami Dolphins score, my heart's going to be crushed, bro. I agree. I think, yeah, my heart's going to be like If we're in this game and it's just, it's just so out of unbalance and so, you know, the score is so out of hand that it looks like we don't belong with the Chiefs, that's, that's just going to hurt. I'm going to be hurt. I might yeah. cry. I'm, I'm just going to s-
3: that's going to happen because yeah, that's secondary. We have some good safeties. Um, the D-line is starting to play better. Like, yeah. there's a lot of positives going for us, it, too. There's a
2: whole lot of positives.
3: So, <clears throat> the O-line, especially the O-line last week in pass protection, they were really good. The running game on tape, it's starting to get there. And I think it'll get there this week. If it doesn't, you could throw my prediction out the window. We'll get smoked if we don't run the ball well. Yeah, so, um,
1: I don't know. It's just it, It's going to be a tough football game. But I, I just want to see... I think the only thing I just don't want to see in this football game is them getting embarrassed, like Malcolm said. I think that's the only thing yeah. this that cannot happen. in This football game, right. if they lose competitively, it's like you could build off that at least. You know, there's a lot to build off. You're going into a buy two one and one, which is not awful and it's a lot better than a lot of people were expecting. So, if you go into the buy two one and one, it's not totally disappointing. You that's that's good. That's really good. Yeah, Yo, you
3: pull, you pull the win in Philly, so you know. Can I give a shout out to someone before we end this? Now, who's a shout-out? Shout-out to Bucky Brooks, NFL <laughs> Network analyst. He has the Lions winning this game.
2: Yeah, he, he sure does. Yeah, I did see that. that, that that's what's up.
3: So, shout-out to Bucky Brooks. He's on the, he actually apologized, too. He thought Matt Patricia would not get this thing going. thought the players weren't buying in, blah, blah, blah. He sees it on tape. He thinks the Lions are good, and he thinks they're going to win this game. So, shout-out to him. And um, let's end this. All right, guys, that is a wrap to episode 45
1: of the Pride Podcast. So, like we said, man, big week versus the Kansas City Chiefs, and it'd be a hell of a win. I'll just say that, and we'll be very happy on when we're recording on Victory Monday. But I'm going to say for all the fans showing up, we got to boot up, stand up, and defend the den, baby, as my boy Michael Banks loves to say. And all our Lions fans need to stand up for this game. So... I'm out, Lions fans. Hopefully, we have a Victory Monday to talk with you guys next time.
3: All right, guys. Peace out.
2: Peace. The Pride Podcast
1: is sponsored by the D-Line. A lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit thedline.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. Thedline.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters.